Hello and welcome to the Super Professor Podcast. You're listening to Clemens Kunkel, a.k.a. Super Professor. And today I would like to talk about dark matter new theory. New theory of mine. Uh, I actually have a book on Amazon, Keys to Unlocking the Universe. And I explain what dark matter is in my in my theory. All right, but uh, first let's find out what dark matter is uh, today. Well, dark matter, they call it dark matter, but reason they call it dark matter is it's matter that bends the fabric of space, but you can't see it. <laughs> I know this is kind of going to be hard to grasp, but the fabric of space is actually bent by matter, like the planet Earth and stars and galaxies have matter, and it bends the fabric of space. We know this through Einstein ring and Einstein cross. Now, well, the problem is with dark matter, we see lensing effect from a star. There's um, several different... We are actually mapping dark matter. But the problem with dark matter is it comes and it goes. It's there and then it's not there. <laughs> it's kind of, We only see dark matter by it bending the light from a star that we're looking at. Now, dark matter, it gives off no electromagnetic radiation. It gives off no infrared rays. It doesn't have X-rays or gamma rays. Our radio waves, it's, it, it doesn't do anything. No ultraviolet, it just got nothing coming from it. But it does bend light, massively. Now, we'll see massive clusters of dark matter lensing, but then it disappears. We, we can map it, but then it was here, but we don't know where it went after that. Now, we can... Um, in my book, I um, I explain what I think dark matter is. Now, you got to understand that matter in the universe, our matter, that the stars, the galaxies, the constellation, everything you look at, you, me, the trees, the house, everything, we are considered matter. And if you take everything in the universe that we see, you know, measured mathematically, our matter in the universe only makes up Five percent, five or six. I mean, the numbers keep changing with newer and newer technology and mathematical equations and being able to see further. But dark energy and dark matter make up most of the universe. It's it's kind of hard to grasp, but we're like little, little P. <laughs> we're very, very, very small, our, our mass. So dark matter makes up roughly 27 to 28 percent of the universe. That's lensing that we see. Now, the dark energy, dark energy makes up about 68% of the universe. Now, you can understand that, that that's, that's a lot. We are only 5%. Everything else is dark matter and dark energy. What is it? They don't know. Dark energy causes the universe to expand, but we still don't know what it is. We just gave it a name, dark energy, because the universe is in a redshift spect spectrum and it is expanding. Well, I have a theory on what all that is. It's kind of a, uh, kind of might be a little hard to grasp, but here it is. Have you ever heard of string theory, M theories, gravity theory? These are theories that believe in other dimensional planes. You can look it up. I mean, string theory, study a little bit about string, M theory. Um... The problem is with string theory and M theory, it's been around for, I think, almost 30 years. 
in supergravity theory. But there's never been any proof to validate the theories. See, now, when we started looking for a black hole, we, you know, it was like it was theorized. And then through observation and everything else, all scientists pretty much agree that black holes exist and our Milky Way galaxy is held in place by a black hole that we rotate around. Now, dark matter and dark energy, we see, but we can't explain it. What I think dark matter is, is another dimension squeezing and bending, shaping the fabric of our space. I don't think we're the first universe. In my book, I go into it and explain it in detail. Keys to unlocking the universe, look it up on Amazon. I think that the dark matter that we view is actually... Well, okay, let me, let me, before, let me before I get into that, dark matter. The strongest dark matter that we've seen today is what's called a macho. Macho stands for Massive Compact Halo Object. All right, now, in 1997, it was the eclipsing of a binary star, AKO 9 in the Glaber Cluster 47. Two scan observed, observed with an HST. On 1997, January 1, Volume 474, Number 1, Part 2. The star was in a blue shift at eclipsing, which is unexplainable. What they're saying is that we're looking at a star, and all of a sudden that little bitty speck of light that we're looking at moved massively toward us and got exponentially large. So think of looking at a raisin, and all of a sudden you got a watermelon. And the other problem is with that, that light that was coming from that watermelon jumped to a blue shift light spectrum. That means the star was move, moved toward us and was no longer moving away. It was, it was away from us, and now it's toward us. They knew it was wrong, but they don't know why. They knew that that was dark matter interaction. And then it went back to normal. So they, they know it's impossible for a star to jump from one point A to point B and grow in size. So... They knew it was wrong, and then it went back to normal. That was dark matter interaction. I say that dark matter, that macho, massive compact halo object, is actually a black hole from another dimension, bending the fabric of our space. Now, if I'm saying that, I also predicted that the black hole from the other dimension, that macho, would jump to a blue shift at eclipsing. That is in my paperwork. It has to jump to a blue shift. In my paperwork, I, I explained why. So I say a macho, massive compact halo object, is a black hole from another dimension dragging through our area of space. Now what you have to understand is that our concept of understanding how the... the it's your perception of when you look at things. Back in the old days, the Milky Way galaxy was a known galaxy. This is during Albert Einstein time and Edward Hubble, okay? So Albert Einstein thought the universe was, was stationary and stagnant. Then Hubble showed him that the stars that we were looking at was not stars in our galaxy. They were stars in another galaxy moving away from us. So the Doppler effect, the Hubble constant, showed us it moving away. So now we know that the universe is expanding because of that technology and the advancement. We know that the universe is expanding. 
but we don't know why. I say it's the other dimension squeezing in, trying to make room for us in their dimension and them in our dimension. And I go into detail in my book. So a macho, massive compact halo on it, is a black hole dragging through our area of space from another dimension. We see its interaction when a star light travels through it. It's the same thing as thinking of... Um, Think, think of the ocean, and or just go with a simple aquarium. Let's just do an aquarium. Think of an aquarium half full. So you've got water below and you've got air above. But the water is made as oxygen and hydrogen. But actually, if you heat it up and it changes temperature, you actually got oxygen and hydrogen above. Yes, there's other elements, but we're just going to do something simple. Now, water is polar liquid. Okay, it's polarized. Oil is not. If you take a drop of oil, just think of the think of the water as the fourth dimension plane. Think of the air as the fifth dimension plane. You still get forward, backward, left, right, up and down, space and time. But think of if you just put one drop of oil, the lightweight oil, not the heavyweight, <laughs> on top and just release a drop of oil on the water, it stretches out and is forced to expand and get thinner. The air is pushing on it, and the water is pushing on it, and the oil is expanding out. They're both putting pressure on each other, forcing expansion. So the, you put more pressure on the water, and you put more pressure on the air and the oil. Everything is, everything is trying to seek balance. And that's what my book is about, is how the other dimensions are trying to seek balance with us. When you look at a star in space... With a really good telescope, you go, oh, no, that's not a star. That's a galaxy with trillions of stars. Then you go, oops, okay, that was your perception. You're, you're looking at things incorrectly. So perception is what you got to get rid of. you you got to understand that the atoms are far apart. If you, if, you go by what the, if you go down to the subatomic level on the atoms, the atoms are like 20 miles considered in science, like 20 miles apart from each other. They're not close together. There's a big gap between them you know when you squeeze down squeeze down you know like bring it to the logical measuring they're not close together the same as having um you ever see ever see where you can um take a heat gun and point it at a wall and you see radiation coming through the heat the heat's moving through the wall you ever see an ultrasound of a woman stomach the baby the ultrasounds are all in color now. Looks like they just took the baby out and took a picture. So there's you gotta get rid of the concept that everything's a solid. Nothing's a solid, nothing stays the same, and everything is moving constantly. So in my book I explain machos, I explain what dark matter is, I and I actually say how you can map and know where the macho's going, even though it just disappeared, because a macho is a black hole from another dimension, well, our black hole in our universe has a galaxy around it. So you say, okay, here, here's point A, and now put a galaxy around that macho, and then look for the lensing where that macho was. You'll be able to track direction, speed, and rotation. Well, that's, that's my paperwork, so <laughs> that's my theory. So I believe other dimensions exist. I think that we live in the sixth dimensional plane, not the fourth. Um, the fourth does exist, but I think... Uh, uh, we live in the sixth dimension plane, which is thinner space, lower time, heavier matter. You still got up and down, left and right, and in and out. So you still have a cube in area of space, so or a sphere. So 
that that's it's uh i try to how do i say this uh, the fourth dimension does exist it's just not us i think we came from a merging of two universes which made our one universe today i have 42 empirical evidence that show that i match machos i match um a great attractor that we're pulled by we move we're pulled by the great attractor we also uh, have the Great Wall. There's a Great Wall in space at the very edge of the universe that it's a Great Wall cluster of galaxies, which is unexplainable. Well, I explain what that is and why that's there. Um, the Great Void in space. I explain why that void is there like a donut. I explain what that is. It has to be there. So I got the Great Wall, the Great Attractor, Great Void, Machos, Linsen Effect, the universe in the redshift's uh, shown an expansion. The universe has to be expanding, expanding for me to be right. Cosmic microwave background different two different temperatures left over from the Big Bang. Those two different temperatures unexplainable for a single Big Bang model, but if you had a merge into the universe, now it's explainable. So anyway, that's uh that's uh my theory on the universe. And that's in the book, and I got another book going out. And I actually hope you Check out some of my work or listen to one of my podcasts or listen to one of my CDs. So anyway, uh, this is Clemens Kunkel, a.k.a. Super Professor. I got children's book, I got science books, and I got self-help book. So hope you check me out and uh, hope this helps you a little bit. And I hope I didn't talk too fast. <laughs> so you guys have a good one. Bye.